0: Hello and welcome to another podcast. This is Wahido Morata and today uh, I will be speaking about something that came up up the other day on a car ride that I was uh, sharing and basically the question was about death and uh, it was interesting for me to hear about someone asking about death because it's something that I don't really think about much. But uh, I just wanted to say a few things about it because I find it quite interesting, the concept of death and attachment. And basically, um, first off, I just wanted to say that uh, none of these podcasts that I do have any script. So, you know, it's just, I pick up a topic that I find relevant to what I'm doing in my life or um, doing something with a client or um, hearing something on one of my trainings or sessions that I do with mentors and so it's everything is very spontaneous and I this is basically the, the, the way that I actually like to, to work because you know many things uh, are um, around the creative process of uh, speaking or um, sharing something around a topic um, and so this is what I like to do and this is what I am here to do and to share with you so this podcast Uh, Either if they are uh, not only done by myself or done with the cooperation or collaboration with someone else, like people that I've been interviewing for this podcast, and everything is very spontaneous and there is no script. So having said that, I would like to say that uh, the question that was asked of me um, on this car share was, um, what about death? What do you think about death? Do Do you fear death? Do you have any relationship with death? And um, that's a very, very interesting question, because uh, I have dealt with uh, death in a very kind of direct way, not that um, something was, um, or or, sorry, someone was dying around me, but something felt that it was dying. And basically, um, what was dying, in my physical experience, when I was going through divorce, and. Uh, having to let go of uh, being with my children on a, de- on a daily basis and was this sense of attachment and this sense of security you know everything is secure everything is is uh, controllable and somehow in my imagination or in my experience I can dictate how things are going to be and uh, sort of be there to know well, what is happening especially with my children and uh, somehow that was totally removed And I was having to deal with the reality and the fact that I had to change and change from the outside forced the change on the inside and that um, You know created a very very Strong impression on me regarding attachment and of course, you know the Buddhists for instance uh, if you study Buddhism or or the, the teachings of Buddha you will hear a lot this sense of attachment and uh, this sense that sooner or later, in order for you to work spiritually as an individual and grow spiritually and uh, you know enhance your self-development, is through a process of detachment, especially to the physical form. And many times, you know, monks join the monastery, and there is this sort of totally focus on the spiritual, because there is also, and and one of the main reasons is the work with the attachments that we get in our lives. And if you think about death, uh, death you know, is is nothing really. It's not a concept, it's not a a tangible concept that we have. We know people that or we heard stories of people that have gone through coma and uh, sort of have been in a space where there was somehow a connection to a depth that they were not ever able to to get to or get in touch with in their conscious mind with their conscious minds or in their awakened state physical awakened state so not sleeping um, because through sleeping I also believe that you can access many many more areas of your brain and hence have uh, thoughts and ideas and even physical emotional experiences um, that um, can be very revealing but uh, um, you know with this sense of detachment and uh, when you look at death you you really realize that the only way to know death is actually to die and uh, it's almost quite impossible for someone to die and come back and really be able to tell what's on the other side of life um, many people say they have done it and uh, they have amazing experiences and I really validate those experiences because they they are not not only rational but they are not from our daily lives uh, experiences you cannot access those experiences through our daily lives and uh, I would go a step further by saying that I've uh, got in contact with uh, alive and non-alive spiritual teachers who um, have tapped into a consciousness which is beyond life and death. But my point is, if you don't have the experience of death, you cannot know what it is. But people still fear death. And, and you know I, I found it quite interesting, this thought of people um, fearing death. And uh, what I've reala- realized that, uh, with this thought is that people actually don't fear death. What they fear is what they either will lose or gain through an experience that leads to death because once you die you die you know your whole body stops functioning so whatever happens to your consciousness is something else but whatever happens prior to death is what we actually need to look at and uh, you know not only analyze but many times be prepared for and so what i believe people actually fear in death actually fear the fear of being alive towards death. The the fear of suffering, the fear of not being in control of what is happening with your physical body, with your mental body and basically that that kind of force that takes over and uh, basically sort of uh, kills the body and hence kills everything that the body uh, contains, sort of speaking, like your mind, like your thoughts like your emotions, like your physical organs and uh, hormones, glands, uh, bones, flesh, etc 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 etc. So then what I believe is uh, the only way actually to deal with death is to be detached. Not only of death, but the fear of death and everything that comes in between. So everything that comes from the the space that we know we are physically alive, to the space that leads to a a different space that we know that we are not going to be alive. And uh, and hence I I speak about Buddhism because uh, uh, they beautifully uh, expanded this idea of detachment and um, it's one of the basic teachings of the Buddha and Buddhism that we hear nowadays which then allows us to understand that there is a lot that we can do in a practical way to deal with with attachment and attachment of um, physical things, either objects or people. And uh, by, by doing this exercise of detachment, which means basically to be able to live without those things so that you don't feel that pull. Energetic pool. Usually, people speak about this chakra called the solar plexus, which which is the the connection with possession and the, where where the pool to to possess something comes from. And so, uh, you know, working with with this aspect of yourself is one of the ways to not only get into a space of contentment and fulfillment, but also relaxation and non anxiety space. That comes through this exercise of detachment. And I lived very personally this experience, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, when uh, I basically uh, had to let go of my relationship that lasted for seven years in a marriage, which uh, encompassed my children. So I had to not only leave them in the country that they were living, that we were all living, it was in Germany, to move to another country and to lose. contact, the daily contact, the physical contact with my children and my children were were still quite young. They were five and three at that time and so you know it was a very very big intense process and I learned a lot from it. I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I hadn't gone through it. It was devastating. I fell into a deep state of uh, depression where I couldn't find a reason why life should should continue and i should make an effort for life to to thrive again and to, to be something that i could hold on to that i could make sense of that there, there was a structure out of it and uh, and that forced me to really look at you know finding that balance of the inner feeling that i could live without my children and i could be happy and i could be having this relationship through skype and through visits Uh, on on a yearly basis that would somehow manage this connection and this uh, love that I wanted to share so badly with my children and so what I learned was that you know with death or with a sense of attachment slash detachment there needs to be a great tremendous huge amount of acceptance and also, you know, the Buddha speaks a lot about this, and many motivational speakers, and many spiritual teachers, mentors speak about this, which is the sense of, you know, accepting. You know, there is no stronger force than acceptance, because acceptance brings a space that leads to gratitude. You know, once I was, accept, once I was able to accept the fact that I wasn't with my children, and I couldn't see them on a daily basis, that I could not be there when they need. And hearing stories that my child was screaming at night, waking up from their sleep, screaming for, my, for me, screaming my name and saying, where is he, where is he? And being able to live in a comfortable way, in a detached way from all those feelings and emotions that were totally getting me and, and putting me in a space of total discomfort, and feeling that I just wanted to start running, bursting, screaming, crying at the same time and just begging for, for my life to come back to me, so that I could have that sense of unity again. And so, I was able to move to a space of acceptance, okay? Life is very hard. It could have been worse. But it was already so devastating. But I accepted. And and the interesting part is, once I accepted, I was actually able to not only feel happy for the new constellation that my children was were in, that was created for them, when my ex-wife wanted to be with a new partner, and uh, you know feeling that not only it was a loving space for them, but a space that. It was inducive for their growth, for their physical growth, mental growth, spiritual growth and, and growth in general. Then I actually felt compelled to actually help the relationship and, and the, the constellation to thrive. Of course, in the beginning, it wasn't easy for them. I'm speaking about them now. And so I felt, you know, I don't belong there anymore. You know, My children are still my children, but they have a different life they are living a life that i don't belong in in a practical daily base and so i want to help the relationship to thrive because i want the well-being of my children and so if there is disharmony in some way that i can help with then i will help and so from not wanting that reality came acceptance which is i mean peace with reality as it is and led to another space which I never found possible especially at the beginning of the the space that was created of the the divorce which was a space of wanting to help in order to support the new constellation that they had just created. And so I believe that I mean I strongly believe because it's my experience that there has never been a time that is easier to be detached from things that we think we own or have a perception that we own such as people you know uh, which is much more volatile than owning objects like uh, cars houses you name it and uh, going to a space that is basically accepting what comes in life and that's that's something that i find find really interesting or remind myself many times which has to do with the fact that there is this always underlying current which I call the easy flow and uh, once I had a project called the easy flow I actually started the project with uh, my ex-wife but it actually was a project that I, that I envisioned for um, many years and uh, I included a chapter in my, my book and you know that you can find on Amazon you can just google it and um, basically this underlying current of the easy flow which is a flow of energy that is universal that once you tap into it you not only relax but you find this sense of acceptance you find this sense of detachment which allows you and this is for me the biggest teaching from detachment allows you to live a life Which is more grounded into a sense of stress free, anxiety free, and a sense of, you know, wow, this is what it is. I don't have to uh, thrive more than what I'm thriving, or I don't have to make a huge effort to make this work. And uh, I don't have to be a millionaire to be comfortable in life. I don't have to have five thousand or, or fifty thousand or one million thousand followers on this or that platform. You know, I can just, you know, live life on my own terms and, and be happy with it and, uh, and, and create good content. And you know, I'm, I'm now speaking about myself, but um, yes, to create good content and to help people like I was helped. You know, I was tremendously helped throughout this uh, six-year process which um, culminated a few months ago and allowed me to basically take my life on my own hands and uh, decide what I wanted to do in a practical way. And so this is what I, what I feel engaged in at the moment and uh, what I feel it's so important for me to develop, expand and uh, help people transform their lives like my life has been transformed and like my daily mind is being adjusted Day in and day out about these sort of uh, interesting situations that we all have to go through, and so um, you know many times, and and according to this talk that I had that brought up the sense of uh, you know what happens when when death knocks on at your door, and you you should really ask yourself you know what is stopping you from doing what you want to do in life, and really taking that step towards fulfilling your dreams. Because if there is anything that is stopping you, is your fear. So be really clear. And perhaps this is going to be the topic of my next podcast. It's about being really clear what are you afraid of and really be self-conscious about what that means and what kind of impact it's bringing in your life. Because once you are able to be detached from fear, it's not that fear will not knock at your door. We have a reptilian brain, which is millions of years old. And these things are on, on the back of our head, you know, stored in this brain that we have, reptilian brain, which is the sense of fight or flight. The sense of being ready, having these hormones such as adrenaline that rushes through your body when there is danger. And so fear is a very practical tool that we have. But doesn't have to be that we are still running away from the mammoths and the saber-toothed tigers when we are living in concrete jungles and having to deal with day-to-day jobs and chores so it's really really important to be clear about what you fear so that you are actually able to take action move from your comfort zone and you know look the fear in the eye and really analyze it so that you can actually ultimately come to that space that I came to be which is where is the fear? What is the fear and where is the fear? Because rationally there is no fear. There isn't. You know even if you live with one dollar per day and of course I'm not saying that this is a good thing and whatever and you know I, I more than anyone would like to give back as much as I can so that I can help others even financially but you know If your fear is not having enough, not having a roof under your head, or not having enough food, enough money to buy food at the end of the day, you know, be honest with you. Are you really afraid of it? Because if that's your fear, then I can tell you. You have unlimited potential to put things into practice if that's your fear. Because there is nothing that can pay you being you, and you doing the best that you do, in whatever area you are best at. So focus on what you're good at, remove your fears, and be totally happy and move forward towards your dreams. Thank you very much for listening. This was uh, Make It Happen, a podcast with Bahido Marata. and uh, shoot me an email, DM me, find me on social media, uh, read my new blog on Medium. and. Uh, you know, let me know what you think and give me your feedback because I'm, I'm really, really interested to know what, you, what your ideas are and how we can work together in order to make this world a better place. Thank you very much. See you next time.